0: Melvin, founder of Melvin Law and uh, attorney. Uh, My partner is uh, my son, Kerry Melvin, and uh, he's back at the office working hard while we're doing uh, this podcast and having a little bit of fun. Anyhow, uh, Gator baseball is hot. Uh, The Gators are in the World Series uh, as we speak uh, today. Uh, They're going to be playing tomorrow at 2 p.m., and uh, if they uh, win... Then they uh, go into the finals, and uh, they would be matched up against uh, probably uh, Wake Forest, but we'll have to wait and see what happens in that side of the bracket. But we're great fans of uh, Gator baseball. It's great, and uh, we're very excited for their success this year. Uh, We are actively working on putting together teams for the Alzheimer's Association Walk, which takes place October 21st. And my wife, Patricia, and I are co-chairing it along with uh, John and Lori Tull. And uh, we're really excited about it. If anybody has any interest in helping out with the Alzheimer's Walk, net that basically means get, get a few people, a team from your office, to uh, walk, commit to walking uh, Saturday morning at nine o'clock, October twenty-first, and uh, uh, raising some money. Uh, even five, ten, twenty-five dollar donations are great. We're looking to uh, energize the community and support the great work that UF Health and others are doing in the area of Alzheimer's uh, for the first time ever. Uh, there's drugs being approved now that are going to minimize the effects of Alzheimer's and dementia, and uh, particularly in early onset cases. So let's uh, do what we can. This is an important cause that affects everybody. We all know somebody who uh, has a uh, relative or close friend that's uh, dealing with Alzheimer's, and uh, when one member of the family is dealing with it, the whole family is dealing with it. And one of the reasons Patricia and I are committed to it is because we take care of her 91-year-old mother, and uh, that is a full-time job. Luckily, we, we have the resources to bring in uh, a granny-nanny and help out. So uh, we we really want to Support Alzheimer's. Our goal this year is to raise $140,000 in the Gainesville, Lake City area. So uh, let's see what we can do uh, to help out. The easiest way is just uh, uh, call Melden Law or go to meldenlaw.com, our website, and uh, you'll see a link there to Alzheimer's. Uh, if you get stuck, just call the office and say you want to put a team together, and we will make it happen. Uh, at Melden Law, our primary area of practice is accident cases. Uh, we've been doing it since 1971, and uh, we have lots of uh, really uh, great clients. That's uh, the best way I could put it. Our clients, many of them are old family friends or people we've known over the years or former clients, and we really get a kick out of uh, helping Uh, folks put their lives back together after a serious accident. It's something that's very important work, and I love talking with our clients. If you go to uh, Melden Law for help, you will get a uh, Ritz-Carlton client experience because we take care of our clients, and we want to make sure you not only get the best results but also get the kind of service that you're entitled to, particularly when an accident was caused by someone else's goof up and uh, you're you're paying the price uh, you don't need to be aggravated uh, after the fact trying to get what you're entitled to so melden law 352 373 or go to meldenlaw.com uh, a couple other things florida has passed a new law uh, it's called the move over law now We used to have a move-over law for stop law enforcement vehicles, emergency responders, sanitation and utility service vehicles, tow trucks, and maintenance or construction vehicles uh, with displayed warning lights. Now, in addition to that, anybody is entitled to the protection of move-over Laws. So if there's a disabled motor vehicle that's stopped and displaying warning lights or hazard lights you are now required to move over into uh, the other driving lane or if you're unable to do that because you're wrapped around a bunch of traffic slow your speed down to 20 miles less than the posted speed limit. Very easy. If it's a 20-mile-an-hour speed limit, you can't stop to slow down to 5 miles per hour. So uh, that's the new law. Uh, we don't want anybody getting ticketed for it. And it's, it's uh, really important because um, it's safe. We don't want anybody getting hurt uh, unnecessarily. If an accident is preventable, let's do our part to make sure everybody is safe. Also, oh, this is another, if a vehicle stopped and are using emergency flares or posting emergency signage, then you're supposed to move over as well. So that's, uh, that's the law. I think that uh, it's really uh, a good law to change. And it's uh, really common sense. I know when I'm on the road, if I see someone stopped, I try to move over if I can do it safely. Uh, a couple other things going on. Uh, our our guest for today is the coach out at Williston Football. And on June 22nd, Thursday, there's a community mixer for Red Devil Football, 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to bring Coach... Uh, Pruitt on, and he can talk a little bit about that, but uh, that should be uh, a big event. Uh, July 15th, uh, there's a uh, state cook-off, and uh, uh, you're going to be able to uh, meet competitors from around the country uh, to uh, see what's going on as far as uh, how, to, how to be an uh, excellent uh, cook, uh, outdoor grilling, that's uh, what it's all about. You can, They're going to be raising money. They're going to sell 14-ounce prime ribeye dinners for $30 a plate. Uh, you can't beat that nowadays. And July 24th, Black, Pong, Prong, Black Prong will be hosting a spirit night uh, for the uh, Williston Red Devil football team From five to eight, the dinner reservation is, uh, it's reservation only. So uh, we're gonna give a call to Jennifer uh, Woodford, uh, 352-231-0861. Black Prong uh, will be hosting a spirit night. So anyhow, uh, a lot going on. And uh, it's kind of uh, summertime. Oh, Melden Law, we had a great cruise. Uh, we went on Royal Caribbean. We took the whole office plus one. We had about 60 people on a cruise, four day cruise uh, down to the Bahamas. And we had a blast. It was a really good team building experience. Uh, and everybody had a great time. We, and the weather cooperated. That was even uh, you know, more important. And uh, it rained a lot, but it always rained in the middle of the night, so it didn't bother us. So uh, at Melden Law, uh, we try to uh, give back to our teammates uh, and because they do a great job. Uh, I want to stress that client experience is number one uh, at Melden Law, uh, just like at the Ritz-Carlton. We want you to... Uh, have the uh, first-class experience you deserve. So uh, if you can, if we can be of help in an accident, uh, give us a call, uh, 352-373-8000. That's all I have for now. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be coming back with one of the greatest high school coaches in Florida, Georgia history, Robbie Pruitt. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
1: Melden Law has been serving personal injury victims since 1971. In those days, Jeffrey Melden's presence as an attorney in the music scene dubbed him with the nickname, The Hippie Attorney. And although times have changed, two things haven't. Our commitment to bettering our community
0: by helping the injured. Albert, are you ready to go to the game? And our love for the Florida Gators. If you bleed orange and blue, Melden Law is the firm for you. Joining the band, of course. Since Melden Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad, we're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melden Law, we won't back down.
1: I was going down a one-way street, and a girl that was driving her car t-boned me on my scooter. I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to Cary allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was going to see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're going to have a great experience
0: there, and I honestly did each time. Call Melvin Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly, she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road, and when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had 280 discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Meldon fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It would never know whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Meldon Law right now. And I was in an accident. Someone ran red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Meldon because you're going to need help, and
1: they will help you. Call Meldon Law right now. Sammy, look who's there! Say
0: hi! Hey! <gasps> you, you again! again. Melvin Log, Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! Somebody, Somebody hit else. us! You yeah, hit yeah. Here we go again! When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, your host, and uh, I've got a great guest for us uh, this afternoon, Coach uh, Robbie Pruitt, who is a coach at the uh, Williston football uh, team, the Red Devils, right? That's right, Red Devils. How are you doing today, Coach? good, good. Appreciate y'all having me here. Well, good. Well, you know, we love to promote and sponsor... Uh, all the uh, teams uh, around North Central Florida, and as you know, Meldon Law has been doing the Scholar Athlete promotion on TV 20. Now running, we're running on 25 years, wow. and every uh, Wednesday we we present a deserving scholar athlete uh, a uh, with a uh, award. And a TV uh, synopsis, they're going to be out there at Williston. Uh, I'm sure you have some high school seniors out there that uh, would be uh, good recipients of uh, the award.
1: We do. We have a big senior class coming up. We have, I think, 21 seniors on our team this year coming up and a bunch of good kids and a bunch of good students. So uh, I'm sure we'll have some that will be worthy of that.
0: Well, we we love uh, Williston. At Melden Law, we just uh, uh, we have a new uh, team member, Lot Bullock, uh, who's out there, and I know half the town is uh, related to uh, Lot.
1: You know, I've I've only been there a year, um, so I'm learning people. But I tell you, it's a great community. Uh, Williston is uh, super supportive, and it's a it's a nice town. You know, I grew up and I was born in Gainesville and grew up. You know, in, uh, in this area, my my grandfather had a place in Chiefland, so I was familiar with Levy County. And when I was a head coach at Union County, we played Willis. As a matter of fact, we played them in the semifinals, uh, in 1996. So I, I knew of it, but never spent a lot of time there. But boy, what a gem of a little town! I mean, it's a it's an awesome location, and the people there are just phenomenal. I mean, they've been uh they've been super supportive of of our. Our program and my staff and, and myself and um, I couldn't say enough about the place. It's a, you know I've been doing this a long time. I've been in several communities and it's 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 uh, it maybe one of the best I've ever been in.
0: Well, that's great because uh, you know after uh, uh, 40 years or 41 years of being a you know football coach, you want to land in a place where uh, you love it and you're appreciated.
1: It. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's a great location, but. I think most of all the people there what make it such a such an
0: awesome place. And I think it's up and coming right now. It seems like you know, uh, I, I it's never going to be you know a huge city like Ocala or, or Gainesville, but it, there's a lot of folks now that are finding Williston that you know they want a little room and they want to have some acreage to live on, and you can still do that in the Williston area.
1: Yeah, you do that, and you you know I kind of timed it today. It took me. 25 minutes to get here you know you can be uh in crystal river eating seafood on the gulf there in no time and you can be at the swanee river so it's really a great location uh, i kind of hope it stays a little a little small like i it's a gem of a place i it, think it is and
0: you know in law we try to you know uh have team members uh, that are from different locales. And uh, I've been learning a lot about uh, Williston. You know, uh, Melvin Law is sponsoring. They they have these events out there now uh, where the grocery store used to be. They used to have a Winn-Dixie out there. They still they, have a Winn-Dixie.
1: Oh, they do. Williston, they do, yes. Well,
0: they, there's also a place where they're doing some concerts out there in Williston.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, uh, they call it, homes, I think, the Homestead, where we're having our first uh Matter of fact, Wednesday we're having our our mixer there, at, um, and it's called Homestead there in Wilson. As soon as you get into Wilson, it's there to the right, and it was an old grocery store, I think. Yeah. And they made it a restaurant, concerts, and they have um, they have cornhole and axe throwing. And yeah, it's all kind of stuff. It's so a hoot. It, yeah, volleyball, beach volleyball. So it's a pretty neat little uh, little deal, and they serve food there. But it's right as you're coming into Wilson. Right there on the right, it is. It, it it. I think it did used to be a grocery store, if I'm not mistaken.
0: So so. Anybody that's listening or watching, check it out because uh, it's really fun. We're we're actually the sponsors uh, for the events going on out okay. uh, on there. Okay. Good. And uh, you know we we love Levy County, and you know I've been practicing here since 1971. And I've had lots of clients from Levy County and uh, the Williston area, and I agree with you 100%. It's just a gem of a, of a town.
1: It is. I'm, uh, I feel real honored to be a part of it there. You
0: know? Well, it's also growing. I mean, in a good way. You know, you go downtown and how they fixed up that downtown area and stuff.
1: Right. Yeah, they, they're doing more. I, I was just reading last week a big steakhouse is coming. Uh, They're actually working on it now. That's you know kind of like a fine dining with music and things going on. So it's uh, it is uh, I think it's growing a little bit, and it's uh, like I say, it's a very very nice place to live.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Let's go back to Robbie Pruitt. You know, forty one years ago or before. Okay, before you. How did you you know growing up? uh, You you know, you told me earlier you played a little bit of football growing up. And uh let's start there. You know, what was uh what was it like growing up in, you know, north central Florida here and uh well, I was born
1: in Gainesville here and, and raised in a little town um east of here, Melrose, out kinda of between Melrose and Hawthorne, and uh went to Interlark in high school uh until I was in tenth grade and then uh, my dad was uh, in the car business here. He was at Jim Barkley Toyota uh, oh, sure. Jim Barcla Toyota for years and so we moved back into Gainesville and I went to a private school, Southside Christian was just starting a football program at that time and um, played there. My high school coach actually got uh, left my senior year and went to uh, Liberty. Uh, at that time it was called Liberty Baptist College, but I think my sophomore year they changed the name to Liberty University, which it is now. And so I went and played college football there and actually uh, coached with him uh my senior after my senior year in football and coached with him for a year and then got the head football job really not knowing enough to be a head coach but I got a head job at the first place I applied my college uh, roommate was from Jacksonville University Christian so he told me there was a job open and I actually applied for the assistant job and met with the pastor there and he asked would I be the head coach I was 22 years old (laughs) didn't know a whole lot was probably uh you know, dumb for taking it, but I took the job as a 22-year-old guy coming out of college, and I was there for for uh, for nine years. Got my start there in Jacksonville. Was there for nine years. And
0: so, how did you learn? You know, you're you're a 22-year-old kid, basically. Played some football, right? But head coaching is a lot different than playing. So, how did you go about the learning process to figure out how am I going to be? Uh, a good head coach. Well, you know,
1: playing college football helped me, of course, some, but um, I was like a sponge. I was very fortunate when I got to Jacksonville, a guy that took me under his wing and mentored me quite a a lot was Corky Rogers, who was at the bowl school, and we were just a couple miles apart, so I I would go to bowls every chance I got, and I, I learned a lot from Corky and my high school coach, and I just was a sponge. I soaked up everything I could as a young coach and and um you know was fortunate to be at a place that football was important to and they you know they they took me under their wing and supported me and uh we actually uh won the state championship there Let's see my first year we went four and six and my second year we went uh four and uh uh, uh six and four um we had a, a good freshman running back that moved in by the name of Willie McClendon that played here for the Gators. And, I know Willie, McClendon. and he was a sophomore. And his senior year, we uh, we actually won the state championship, was, which was my fourth year there. Willie actually broke him, broke him Smith's record that year as as a senior, became the leading rusher in the history of Florida at that time, and we won the state championship there in uh, 1987 was our first state championship there. And I was there nine years. We were fortunate to playing five state championships, and we won four of them. And then I took the job. Uh, I left there and took the job in 1993 at Union County in Lake Butler, and I was there for for uh, seven years until 2000.
0: So let me get this straight. Then you're a 22-year-old kid, you go start at this school, and you, you have three or four years you're kind of figuring things out, right? And then all of a sudden you start winning state championships. So what was... You know, what does a head coach have to do to turn a program around like that? What, what was your secret to success?
1: You know, I just think how hard we worked. I'm still a firm believer that you win in the off season. And back then, I was one of the first ones taking kids to camp. I was kind of doing things like we did in college. And at that time, people just weren't doing that down there. We were taking our kids off uh, to camp. Um, we had an extremely good off season program. And I think... You know, building those kids in the off season and working and, and we were fortunate to get, you know, we were a private school, we got Willie McClendon that came over and some of his cousins came over and we just kind of built that <laughs> thing from the from the ground up and, and you know, it just started rolling and we got some we had some really good players there over those the courses that year. you had Dwayne Carswell that played for us that went on to uh, he had actually played where I went to college at Liberty and went on to be a great pro player for the Denver Broncos. He was John Elway's main tight end all those years. I think he played 13 years there for – it's unusual to play 13 years in the NFL. It's really yeah. unusual to play 13 years for the same team. Yeah. So he was uh, John Elway's tight end there, won two Super Bowls and was a captain of the team. We had him and uh, Edgar Bennett's little brother played for us. Um, we had several great players and, and um, you know, several players that went on to play in the, college level Elijah Brown that was a lineman here for the Florida Gators and um uh, so it was just a, a good time for us and we, you know, were able to build that thing from the ground up and then we went to uh like I said, went to um uh Lake Butler, uh Union County in, in nineteen ninety three and made the playoffs for the first time in seventeen years they had made the playoffs and then we won the state championship there in ninety four, five and six. We had Gerard Warren and Benny Alexander that Played here at Florida, and Andrew Zow that was the starting quarterback for the Alabama, uh, was our quarterback, and of course we had um, two brothers that uh, went on. One of them went with him, Philip Weeks, went with him to Alabama, and his brother Adrian signed with Auburn, and so we had some good players here. I've been fortunate to have some some good, you know, good players make you a good coach. So, so uh, yeah, I know. Well,
0: yeah, what well what, what's the uh, the statement is uh you know. Uh, you, you can uh, you can only do so much uh, with the players That you you need the players uh, as well as a good head coach. That's right you gotta have players I mean <laughs>
1: you're fooling yourself if you don't you know and we, we, and we did I've been blessed I so said we had you not know, I mean, great players but great kids draw board like I said he's a I think he's. If you look in modern era, he's the highest Florida Gator ever drafted. I think you have to go all the way back to Coach Spurrier yourself. To yeah, we don't want to. leave
0: – oh, we have to plug Spurrier's restaurant. So, have you been here before today? I have been here. Yes, it's I have been it's here. quite Very a good. place, it isn't it? Beautiful.
1: I really want to come back one time where I can spend some time. My 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 middle son is a football coach in Georgia. Actually, mm-hmm. a head football coach, and uh, they won the state championship. They were state runner up last year. Last three years, they've been in the state championship. He was a state runner last year, won it two years ago, and three years ago he was a state runner up. But he actually gave me a, a gift. My, my Father's Day gift Sunday was a was a, a credit card here to Spurrier's career because I told him how good it was. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell
0: you, uh, we always uh, plug Spurrier's because it's really important for our community to have... Uh, A place like this—it's a museum. Oh, yeah, this really. really I mean, when you look at the awards and everything that uh, the head ball coach put together over his uh, career, it's it's astounding. Yes, it is. You know, uh, earlier I was telling uh, Coach Pruitt that uh, uh, this past June, you know, during June, the Gator recruiting have been bringing all the recruits here with their families, you know, parents and grandparents and whoever's involved in their life. And all of a sudden, Gator recruiting has really taken off. And, in fact, Coach Spurrier was here, and he he gave an inspirational speech, and he explained that uh, when he was running the show, we beat Alabama and we beat Georgia, and that things are going to go back to that way. And uh, all of a sudden, we've seen a a big... uh, you know, every once in a while, you need some inspiration on on a football team to get everybody to work together. How do you do that? You know, I think it's your passion
1: for the game. You know, kids can see passion, and you know, coach. If you know Coach Spurrier, he's uh, he's somewhat laid back, but he's somewhat passionate too. He's a competitor, and uh, and I think you have that. I think kids see that. I mean, he was certainly one of the great ones of all time, and I think his record speaks for itself. But I mean, you know. Those are things that, that kids, I think, can can see and sense, and they want to be a part of. And certainly him here, and, and like you say, giving that speech to those kids. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are; people still know Coach Spurrier, and it's you know synonymous. His name's just you know synonymous with the Florida Gators. I mean, I you know like I said, I, I was actually born here and grew up here, and you know, so I mean, that's uh, there's not a bigger name when it comes to you know to Florida football than than you know, Steve
0: Spurrier. So. Yeah, and he's competing with Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no So, no no w- right, but Spurrier has done it in so many different ways, right? I mean, oh, he yeah. did it as a player, and then he's done it as, as a head ball coach. Now he's got this incredible um, museum and restaurant, and this is becoming one of the, uh, you know, kind of secret tools of the Gators, you yeah. know, for recruiting.
1: Well, you know... Uh, and I think it's true Coach Spurgers is you know he's a winner and winners are winners it doesn't matter if you put him in a the restaurant business or a a golf match or a, a coach or whatever he's just uh, you know, he's a winner, and the winner's a win, and that's what they do, and he's, he's doing a great job here with this restaurant for sure.
0: Yeah, I know. He And you say he is competitive, and I think that's important. I mean, he could be flipping baseball cards. Remember you used to do that as a oh, yeah. kid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he would want to win flipping <laughs> baseball cards or playing golf or playing no football doubt. or no, whatever. No right? doubt, no doubt. So I think there's, there's some of that, and then there's also just uh, – you know, the head ball coach. You as the you know, uh, head coach at Williston. You know, it's your job to inspire uh, the kids to give their best. How, how do you go do that?
1: Well, it's a day-to-day thing. You know, you, you just have to preach it, and stay on them. You know, this is a different. It's a different day and time coaching now, and it's uh, it's not like it used to be. And uh, people can say what they want, but it's different. So, how know. is
0: it different now?
1: It's 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 a lot more about the individual instead of the team. You know, I think you see that in college football and pro football. All this name likeness and image, and it's it's come down even to high school. It's not you got to really show kids what's in it for them. You know, if, in high school, the big thing I've seen in in Florida, coming back from Georgia, I was in Georgia for 22 years and just came back last year. And you know, in Florida, you have this open enrollment; your kids can go where they want. In Georgia, it's not like that. If you don't have what they call a bona fide move you have to right. move to a place uh in florida they can go you know they can go where they want a kid can play you know this school this year and that school next year and it's it's, like, it's just it's just, uh, it's just different you it's know? like it's,
0: the transfer portal for high
1: school it, it is it's exactly and you know if you don't throw the ball enough and they want to go where you're going to throw it. if you don't run it enough it's it's not as much about team and winning and it's more about what can you do to get me where i want to get you know and and uh, you you want to help kids. That's why we're in it. You know, I've had uh, I've mm-hmm. had kid number one draft picks. I've had you can't name a school. I haven't had a kid go to probably play. I've had them in the NFL. I've had them, uh, and that's that's why you do what you do. But still, at the same time, I guess I'm a little bit old school, and it's a lot more about the high school experience and what you can get on being part of a football team and the the work ethic and the and the the things that you get from a day to day aspect is. Now everything's about college and getting me, and, and I think that comes with hard work. If you work hard and you, you you get your book work and you get in that weight room and you get bigger and you're stronger and faster. But now everything is just the 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 whole the whole game is just changed to what's best for me instead of what's best for a team. You know, I was reading an article on Coach Shashensky, and it was interesting. You know, he was talking to a couple of kids. Uh, and they were saying how many points they had scored. And he said, did you win the game? And both the kids didn't even know whether they won the game or not. And he said, boy, it might be time for me to, to get out of this business, you know. <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of an interesting article, but it's, it's kind of like that now, you know. And you got to, you, you know, but I'm a little bit old school. I really think, you know, work ethic matters and being part of a team. I think kids get so much more out of that. You know, than, than trying just trying to get to the next level, and and of course you want to get them to the next level. I don't, I'm not playing that off. Uh, that's why they do what they do, and you want to help them get there. Uh, but I think sometimes that's too big of a, you know, thing nowadays. You know.
0: Well, one of the things that um, I've always felt is that as a coach, you're an influencer. Obviously, um, how do you deal with influencing them to make sure that they uh, get good grades? We,
1: you know, we have. I have a, a coach that I actually give a supplement to, and I pay him, and that's his job. is he charts that and brings it to me, and you have to, you know, you have to let him know at an early age that if you're the best player in the world, you don't get your grades. It doesn't matter, you know. And you got to stay on that. And that's a daily. It's a daily. I mean, we don't end practice without every day talking about going home, getting your grades. You know, before you get on the phone with Sweet Thing tonight, you need to get your homework. Get your homework done. You know, do your. Homework. You got to stay on them all the time on the little things because they just there's so much going on nowadays. You know. Oh, well, they're and, and kids. Too. They're kids, exactly. And so, so you, let me ask
0: you this: Do you ever sit down and explain to them? You know, look, you may be the uh, the greatest football player on this team, and you may do this, but eventually, what you do in the classroom and what you do to prepare for life is going to be as important as anything else that you're going to be doing.
1: Oh, every day. I mean, that's again, that's why, you're, you know, that's why you're here, to be a student and then an athlete. But a lot of them, you know, they think about playing in the NFL and getting a college scholarship when they're ninth and tenth graders. They don't think so much about grades. And that's, you know, you're, you're actually your GPA starts when you're a ninth grader. And that's what mm-hmm. – that's most <laughs> of them do a pretty good job when they get to be seniors and juniors. It's at ninth grade, and tenth grade that get them because they don't understand the importance. My grades actually start now as I'm a ninth grader. My grade, this is when my GPA starts for, for me, and it's a sliding scale now. So it's not even so much getting Cs. A lot of them get Cs and they think, well, I passed. Well, if you get Cs, you got to get a higher score on the SAT or the ACT. So you got to constantly talk to them about being the best, best student, being be the best you can be every day at school, get good grades, because what gets Mm -hmm. most of them is a test score. Mm -hmm. It's not that they don't have the grades. It's that they get Cs, they do average, and then they got to get a really high test score. And if they can get those high grades and get a lower test score, because some of them just don't test well, you know what I'm saying? Some kids test well and and some kids don't. And in the last few years of this COVID, the test has not been as near as – they've kind of slacked off a little bit on the test, but, you know –
0: I, I, you know, Coach, it's funny you say that because in, in my family, like I have a son and a daughter, right? So my son te- my t- son had really high test scores but uh, kind of goofed around scholastically. He still did okay, but, you know, his, his sister, right, she had lower test scores but got straight A's on everything because she was diligent.
1: You know? Right, that's right. And, see, that's the thing. If you get good grades... You can get a, a lower test score, but if you don't, and that 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 high test score is what gets a lot of those kids in. So, how does them. it
0: work when when you're going? Say you want to go to an SEC school. Uh, the SEC schools is it different from one school to another? Is it pretty much, uh, you know, standardized as far as what you need to go to a big time?
1: You know, there's football. a few. Uh, my, my youngest boy played football at Vanderbilt, so it was a little bit harder for him to.
0: That, that, cause that, I call Vandy, Vandy the Harvard of the SEC.
1: Yeah, he uh, he went to Vanderbilt. My two older boys both went to Valosta State, and uh, they were both fortunate enough to win national championships when they were they were there. My my youngest son, I took him back when Spurrier was here. I took him to his first Gator game. I was coaching at Union County. It was a night game at Tennessee, and he um, you know he was just a little boy, and he hit me. Um, he said, "Dad, I'm gonna catch him." football on that field one day well he was talking about it as a gator but he never did but his senior year he caught three balls in the swamp and it was uh, Vanderbilt beat Florida in the swamp his senior year that uh, was the first time Vanderbilt in the history of Vanderbilt ever beat Florida Tennessee and Georgia all in the same year that was coach James Franklin's last year before he went to uh-huh. Penn State but he uh, so it kind of gave me you know, chill bumps, he caught a ball there, it wasn't as a game, but, he, uh, <laughs> but he's gone on and got a, a degree from Vanderbilt, he's doing very well, lives in Tampa, I saw him yesterday, so, you so know. So that's
0: an example where he didn't you know, go to the pros and make millions of dollars, but he built a successful life for himself.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, they, and they take the Vanderbilt, they take care of the Vanderbilt grads, he's, uh, he's uh, selling medical supplies with a uh, guy down in in Tampa, and doing very, very well for a, a young guy. But they, um, you know, it's just so important. That's why I tell kids, getting in college, you know, not everybody can play in the SEC, but but get your grades and get there somewhere you can play. You know, you want to get a free education, and football can do that for you if you if you get your grades and work hard. And 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 that's that's you know, as a coach, we take a lot of pride in trying to sell our kids and get them in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes, you know. It's getting too much, you know. That, that's not all there is to high school football and any sports. The best thing about it is being part of a team and all the things you learn. Being part of a team, you know, how to work, how to push yourself, how to get up after you get beat, how to how to deal with other kids, how to work through problems, you know, how to push yourself, and those are the things I think sometimes we over we we look over, you know. And then I, I get guilty of that myself as a coach, you know. Sometimes you. You know, you push yourself out. I'm a lot better at it now as I've gotten older and and seen kids that I've coached that have kids than I was as a young coach, too. You know, we all go through certain stages in life, you know.
0: So let me ask you this, Coach. Um, We at Melden Law work really hard at creating um, a really positive team. How do you do that with your high school kids?
1: You know, if I knew the answer to that, I could probably be a millionaire. Because <laughs> I think, looking back, if you ask me the, what's the most important thing in a football team, I think what you just said is probably it. If I had to put my hand now on one thing, I think it's team chemistry. Well, how do you develop team chemistry? And Boy, I don't know. And I've been doing this a long time. and I, But I think what you do is you have to try to foster it because you can't make kids like one another. You know what I'm saying? I raised three boys and the two of them fought all the time, but they love each other now. But you know, but, but that team love is something that, that I, I don't know how you actually get it. And I've had teams that have had it and I've had teams that haven't. The best team I ever coached, we lost the state championship at that time. It was the lowest scoring uh, game in the history of Florida in a state championship. We lost to Danny Connell's team. We lost six Florida to three. State. We lost. He went to Florida State. We lost. It was his junior year. We played them and we lost six to three. Mm-hmm. They kicked two field goals and we kicked one, and we were by far the better team. I had nine kids that year that was that, that signed Division One. What school was this it was at? at? University Christian. Oh, okay. We yeah. played them the very yeah. next year yeah. without yeah. as good a team. Danny Connell now was a senior, and we beat them twenty-eight to six. Hey. Right. And it was team chemistry. We just we had better players. That's probably to this day one of the best teams I ever coached, and we were the state runner up. But we just didn't have that team chemistry. So to answer your question, I don't know. What I've tried to do is foster team chemistry. But by that, we we eat together. We started a nutrition program, so we eat breakfast together, and we try to get all the kids to sit. You know, and you take them to camps, and you take them. Uh, you take them after seven-on-sevens to the springs, blue hole in Bronson, you feed them hamburgers, and you let them swim. That's the kind of things you have to try to do to to foster it. You know what I'm saying? But to actually how to build it, boy, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that. No. I just try to do things as a coach as much as I can to get them that family unity, to get them eating together, to get them sitting together, to take them to camp together. And when you can get... Get that you got a special team. If you can get that bond between those kids, that's when you got, you know, you got something as a coach. Even though you may not have the best quote players, you know what I mean. If they, well, if, if, they uh, if they work hard and love one another, and they play for their teammate, that's when you got a really good chance.
0: They say the team culture trumps talent.
1: I agree with that. That's why I say the, the biggest thing. I'm going into my 42nd year. I think that I'm going into my 40th year as a head coach. Uh, and I've coached, uh, I'm going in my 41st year coaching 40 as a head coach, and I think that is the number one thing team chemistry. And so, I, as an older coach, you know, I do a lot more to try to foster ways that can happen because I can't make, personally, I can't make this player love that player. I can't do it, you know, but I can try to put them in a position and and when you get kids that aren't jealous, and like I say, they're playing for one another, that's when you got that special. I've been blessed to play mm-hmm. ten state championships and and win seven of them in two states and I can go back on all of them the ones we won are when we had that we had that that chemistry that special hit you know
0: you know I think right now in um football, you know you were mentioning even in high school football, but certainly in college football. With NIL and with the me-me-me generation, uh, it you know you take a coach like Nick Saban, right? Who's this incredible coach with you know an incredible uh, resume, and he's probably a little frustrated right now trying to deal with all the changes uh, in football.
1: Yeah, I it did It's become a am- me. That's what I'm saying. It's become and you know, like you know you're getting this. Name-like, this an image, even in high school, there's some high schools that are voting to, that are putting this in to pay kids in high school. I mean, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, you got kids going for, like I say, I mean, there's kids even in this area. I've seen that have played at four different high schools in four different years.
0: I know. Well, you know, I
1: mean, it's it's, it's, it's not, <laughs> and, and like,
0: well, the transfer portal in in uh, high school, private schools in Florida exists has existed for a long time. Uh, I,
1: I've been um, part. Of, I was
0: part of it. Yeah, know. I mean, I, I'm friends with Cornelius Ingram. You know, out in Hawthorne, in that school, they were getting ready to shut the school, and he single handedly put that community on his back, built that football team, basketball team, and he you know, revitalized uh, not only the football team but the whole high school and community
1: there. Yeah, I grew up, like I said, I grew up between Melrose and Hawthorne. So mm-hmm. I, I actually was went to Interlarkin because I was in that part of the county, but I actually lived closer to Hawthorne. So I know I know very well uh, that area and the job he's done, outstanding job. And And that's, you know, that's kind of the way it is. I don't necessarily agree with it i don't like it i've been the recipient since i've been in Wilson of players that have come uh former players that i've coached that want their sons to play for me but i'm i'm more about getting kids and developing them you know like i said in georgia it's not like this in georgia you can't go to this school it's like it's, it's like you got it's gotta be a bona fide move and i i prefer i mean if that if if i was they took me in uh and my vote counted tomorrow, and it was the last, the untimed vote. I would vote that it has to be where you have to move to nice. a place to, to play, you know. But that ain't the world we live in anymore. It's just not. It's it's uh, Like I said, now kids are going where they can go to that best serves what they want to do instead of going to a place that, and I get that part of it. You know, you have to do what's best for your child and, And that's why at Williston, you know, what we're going to promise them is a great program. We started a nutrition program. We're going to lift them. We're going to treat them right. We're going to work hard to get them on the next level. Um, And that's all you can do. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's a lot. But but ultimately, we're going to coach to win football games. If that means throwing the ball, we're going to throw it. If it means running the ball, we're going to run it. You know, so there's some people that may, if they want, uh, you know, to to be in a program where they're going to throw it 60 times a game, we're not going to throw it 60 times a game unless we got the people that can win doing it 60 times a game. You know what I'm saying? If it means that we have to run the ball 90 times a game, then we're going to run it 90 times a game. But that's not what – you know what I'm saying? That's not real popular nowadays. They want to go where they can go and do what they do, and I get it. You know, I understand it. But that's where the – you know, that's where the game has is, is kind of changed a little bit, you know, and on all levels. Like I said, they're – you're gonna start paying high school kids. I mean, it's it's just crazy.
0: What what I would like to commend you on is um, developing young people over the years. I think you know it's great to win championships. It's great to coach kids, but really what you're doing is developing young people to be better than they were before they met you.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's that's it. you want them to be better uh, fathers, better husbands, better dads, better people, better employees, and and football is a great it's the greatest game in the world to do that you know to teach them that I mean uh, there's no better sports in general you know I think football is the best just because of the physicality of it the toughness of it it's a it's kind of the last of the Wild Wild West, you know. I and and it's, it's a big,
0: it's a big sport. I mean, you got eleven people on either yeah, side. Exactly. And everybody has to work together. You and run uh, into people and throw your yeah. body around. And it's, it's not easy. It takes a special person. That's to do why. It, so. That's why I play golf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hear you go. So anyhow, we're getting ready to wrap up the show. I just wanted to mention the, these events coming up: June twenty second, the community mixer for Red Devil football. Uh, at the Williston Homestead, located at 1050 Northeast 6th Boulevard in Williston, 5 to 8 p.m. We got the uh, SCA State Cook-Off July 15th, and that's uh, at uh, 2351 Northeast 140th Avenue in Williston. And then um, Black Prong will be hosting a spirit night July 24th, 5 to 10 p.m., to benefit the Williston Red Devil football team. Uh, Coach, I want to thank you very much for coming. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. And I'll tell you, I love high school sports. I think, you know, I I follow uh, what's going on. Uh, Meldon Law has sponsored the uh, Scholar Athlete for senior high school athletes. And what we try to do is encourage what you're doing is to let the kids know you know, you work hard, you develop good habits, you get good grades, and it will be the pathway to success in your life.
1: Exactly. We
0: appreciate uh,
1: the support he does for, for high school football, and thank you for p- promoting our program, and uh, you're welcome to come to a Red Devil game, and you can be on the sideline anytime you want this year. Okay, Coach, you. you can count me in. I'll be there. You might even look I'll see you, you later. Okay. Bring player
0: two weeks. <laughs> okay, guys, this is... Uh, Sign off for uh, this edition of Melvin Law and Friends, and we want to thank uh, Coach Robbie Pruitt, a great, great high school football coach, legendary in this area, for joining us today. And we'll see you next week on Melvin Law and Friends.